Boom, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, CNI. Welcome back to episode five of this podcast, Wrap Ups. I am here with your boy, the Peruvian plug. Oh, boy, it's the plug. And you know how we do this, man. How you doing today, bro? Not too shab, not too shab. I got this weed, I'm gonna smoke. <laughs> we getting litty. Man, today I wanna talk about something that is near and dear to my heart that I don't feel the new artists necessarily have to do or earn their stripes the way that artists used to back in the day, right? When I was coming up, I was standing on the block selling my CD like it was crack rock. (laughs) Something like that. All day long, <laughs> out there. Not quite in the late wee hours, but no, no, it was it was daytime. It not was on daylight the corner, out. but in front of the local record stores. I was out in front of Telegraph. Have, yes, um, Rasputin's. Rasputin's. I was hitting Tower up. Records. I was going bro, Amoebas. Mall to mall. If you were countless, in the Bay Area, shopping malls. If you were in the Bay Area, you seen currency and you seen my boy Ray Sully. We was out there, man, really, really grinding. You know what I'm saying? Hitting the pavement, hand to hand sales, getting kicked out of malls for With, selling uh, our King CDs. King George, right? With King George. King George from early No Limit Records. Do your research on that. And he gave me so much <coughs> game. Shout out to King George, Shout man. Shout out to King George. He's a real one. <coughs> he would he I would just sit back and observe <coughs> how he would approach people and get random people to buy the seat. I'm talking about old ladies. He hmm. walking up and walking away with $20 bills. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that was like to a young dude who was like trying to Get a name for himself selling music. You, I was just shocked. Well, you were you were so hungry too. You know, absolutely. You were willing to do whatever it took, and and you you really wanted to. I want. I really wanted to like penetrate and get out there and like show everybody like, yo, I'm the dopest nigga doing this. You know, and you have to have that mentality when you're when you do this. This is what I don't understand about like. Certain rap beefs that have been occurring lately. It's like I know you're going with this, and and I won't say no names because we already know, right? But you don't need to state the obvious. When somebody says we the greatest of all time, or, I'm the greatest of all time. You're fucking supposed to feel that way. What are you gonna be like? Yo, yeah, I'm I'm dope, but this nigga over here, he's way better than me. Well, it's not gonna happen. Egos come into play. Nobody wants to give anybody props. It's hip hop. Yeah. It's founded on competition. Nobody comes in wanting to be second best. Everybody wants to be the rawest nigga on earth, hands down. Right. You know what I'm saying? I remember Big said that in an interview where he's like on the couch and he was like, nobody wants to be second best at this shit. You know what I'm saying? You here for the crown. You want to be the illest. I mean, that's (laughs) the mentality that a lot of rappers, you know. You have to think that way. You have to. They carry that. It's like when Wayne said it, like when Wayne was like, I'm the greatest rapper alive. And like, he was like, that was his brand. Like he ran with that. You know what I mean? And, and I'll never forget. I watched the Carter documentary that uh, QD3 did 
And he was like in a hotel room in like Switzerland or some shit. And there was a fucking commercial that came on while he was getting interviewed. They were just filming him. And there was a dude in the commercial that was wearing a shirt that said greatest rapper alive. And it had a fucking picture of Lil Wayne on there. And it like blew his mind. You know what I'm saying? He was like, this nigga just had a shirt that said and he couldn't believe it because it's like it's one thing to to proclaim it it's quite another to get people to run with you on that messaging you know what I'm saying well you know how they say the people they could be like sheep you know what I mean right you just you just tell them right you tell them you got the last hit so you got their attention now you now tell them something crazy like that <laughs> half of them gonna eat that you know what I mean right and then, and then the next rapper that has a hit he's gonna turn around and tell them I'm the best rapper. Right. You know, so it's kind of like, really? But, and, you know, that is, it's kind of like a it's recent just a, it's thing. It's kind of like a strategy, kind of like a, right. a tactic the current hot rapper could, you know, but as you could see in like Soldier Boy's case, you know, he could just come out of the fucking woodworks. Because <laughs> the platform's already he, there for him. I, I, I would have to say he's probably been relatively quiet i don't know how much music he's been, been releasing but right you know, all of a sudden i think people are like some some people are afraid of their own truth because they feel like if they put it out there and they don't get the reaction that they're looking for then they've kind of been shunned you know what I'm saying? Whereas, and this is where I really have to admire Drake. It's like, <laughs> that nigga always lives his truth. It's like, if he breaks up with a bitch, he's doing a song about it. You're getting a five-minute oh, sonnet from on. Drake about come how on, he did man. everything he could come for this bitch. On, everything he could, and she did him so wrong. Please. And then shawty. He's like, he, he doing it. So, but it's like however you feel about Drake, the, the 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 fact remains, he's living his truth. It's like you may you may not feel everything he does, but it's real. It's organic. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he's starting to really put together a nice body of work. This is what I love about hip hop. There's always room for the next guy to come up and do it, but you have to prove yourself. Go out there and make that mark and really prove right. it and drive the point home. Set a trend. And right. Create a new direction. Right. And that is extremely difficult to do. It is. But it needs to happen soon because we've been kind of, you know, stagnant with a lot <laughs> it's of It's been static right now. Same shit that we're getting. It seems a lot of it's recycled. Absolutely. And, and I think that there's a lot of dope, <coughs> a lot of dope talent out here. I don't know if I can necessarily point to the guy who I think is next right now. Because, and, and the reason why I say that is because I don't see enough diversity in one guy where I'm like, man, he can do this, he could do that, he could do this, he could do that. And I think that's where Drake has them all beat right now. It's like... He's not the greatest singer in the world, but he, but he can sing a song. He's not the greatest rapper in the world, maybe to you, but he's got bars. And, and you're going you're gonna to hang on what he has to say. There's so many Drake haters that when 
he drops a song, everybody's fucking listening because they want to pick him apart. They want to be like, that line was weak. This shit was trash. He's garbage here. You know what I'm saying? But look, one last point on this. Vlad and Daylight did an interview and Daylight pointed out and he said, all you new rappers need to stop doing songs with Drake. And I was like, well, why did he say this? Where's he going with this, right? He said... Please tell us. The nigga (laughs) jumps on the first verse and the hook, (laughs) and now your song is his song. (laughs) He just stole your shit because you're the new nigga that's coming up. You got the wave. Niggas is checking your shit out. And now he jumps on your shit, makes you even hotter. But when the DJ plays that record in the club, guess when the record gets turned off? Right when Drake's hook is done. How fucked is that? <laughs> and think about it. The Little Baby record. <coughs> That's fucked up. The Little Baby That's record. Funny. The new Meek Mill record. Um... Who else? The JB Blockboy record. All of those records. He's first verse and hook. Except for Lil Baby did the hook on his song. But other than that, <laughs> I mean, the nigga got the first verse. He makes it his song, and which is brilliant from a marketing standpoint. He's making sure that the next nigga that's coming up almost has to go through him. What I'm waiting for is the artist that turns down the Drake feature. It's going to happen. If not already. It maybe did. It maybe has. Maybe a nigga's out there grinding, really getting it in right now. And Drake's looking at him and he's like, yo, I got to I gotta do a record with this guy. Rappers that don't give a fuck either. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so but Don't be mistaken. But the industry is small. And you need cosigns in order to can have a continued existence. It's not like you can just, oh, I'm the Ross nigga. Look at all these songs I got. They're so dope. You need people that other people like to say, yo, dude's dope. So I'm not saying you would need a Drake feature, but maybe you need a future feature. Or maybe you need a 21 Savage feature. Or maybe you need... (coughs) A post Malone fit, whatever it is, you gotta get somebody to co-sign with you so other people can say, "Oh yeah, he's dope," because dude's fucking with him. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's an interesting game because I feel like it's gotten smaller now. You know, it's like it's like when we were younger, it was a coastal thing. It was a regional thing, right? Mm-hmm. You had the South with Three Six Mafia, with Eight Ball, MJG, Master P shit, Cash Money shit came onto the scene. You had the East Coast with right. Jay Z and Woo and DMX and Ja Rule. Okay. You had the West. Now the West was interesting too because you had LA and then you had the Bay. It's like a, a lot of people think of the West in a very kind of singular perspective like oh them west coast niggas northern california kind of gets pushed out of it because la is much bigger than san francisco unless you were digging and and were a fan of hip-hop music in all different regions you missed out on some dope shit that came out of the bay if you're not from the bay true 
You missed out on some dope shit that came out here. One thing about Bay Area niggas is we are extremely independent, painfully independent. It was dope to build your own label. Right. And do it as far as you could by yourself. Exactly. Why didn't more rappers, you know, follow that template? I think that... Like, why, why, I don't know. why was That's Master a P able to come in and just utilize that opportunity the, in, in, in the way he did? I have no idea. Right? I think it was just the right time and the right moment for him to make that move. But why other people did not emulate it, I can't speak to because it was so genius. You look at P now. He's set for life. Never has to make another song. Never has to make another movie or or business venture. He is good. And he came through the bay. He he had a, a track with. Uh, he started out fuck. here as far as his music his Little career. Rick, I think out of Richmond. Well, he had West Coast Bad Boys. That was all his shit. Right. West Coast Damn, Bad Boys was. I fucking remember that song. What he had. Yeah, I'll never forget West Coast Bad Boys had, I can't remember if it was volume one or volume two, but he had Brother Lynch and I think it was Situation on Dirty. And it was just like, no, that was the I'm Bout It soundtrack. And I was like, this is fucking so sick. I got a track with JT. Yeah, he had a lot, he had tracks with a lot of niggas out here. Like, P was super fucking smart in his networking ability he was like yeah. i'm going to get every single rapper on my shit in the bay and drop a cd that's that's he, almost he, he, you, he took, you don't even he, hear about that now he took that uh distribution deal and ran with it you know he 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 just brought he probably just sold them so hard on this label that he had which was just like you know, I don't think Priority had any idea. Twenty of his fucking friends and family, and just put them all fucking on. I don't think Priority had any idea what P was getting ready to do when they made that deal. They were just like, "Well, what are we gonna really lose?" He was already hot. He came in with his own money, so it wasn't like they could really say no. And you remember how he started that, like. You know what, like a no limit funky fat graphics, right? And they yeah. they they fucking get, they <laughs> kind of branded him a fucking visual, you know, right? Cover for you had every like his artist. hand like way out front <laughs> with the fucking diamonds all blinging, and then a fat Benz in the back and a helicopter overhead. They were like cartoonish, with a tank right? They were like cartoonish the on the fucking front lawn. <laughs> fucking diamonds fucking <laughs> <everywhere>. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Dude. But if you did it now. People would love it. Like they would be like, "This is insane." Remember when I think Tyler, the Tyler the Creator, did like a mock-up of one. It was like Hot Nigga or something like that, and he did like a mock-up, like a Master P cover, and it was like, you know. But if somebody did it today, it would be it would people would love it. It would be like a meme. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that shit was sick, dude. It was dope. It was dope. Pete definitely did his thing, man, and he he definitely embodied that Bay Area independent entrepreneurial spirit oh, i know thousand percent i know the south claims him but i think i think it's safe for us to say that we really had p in the beginnings of his music oh, absolutely career. but he took the game he got here and he took it to a region that was not used 
to that mentality, that style of here's how we're going to hustle, here's how we're going to get it. Exactly. And there was so many hungry people in the South that were like, I'm on board with this. Oh, 1,000%. And he just blew up. He He killed it. He killed. He Whatever killed. you feel about P's music is secondary and right. and really irrelevant to the yeah. fact of what he accomplished. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's well said because you're right. He he wasn't known as a lyricist <laughs> by any fucking stretch of the imagination. <laughs> Could have played basketball. He, he has skills. He had the skills to do it. Where did he play? Charlotte Hornets. I don't know. I think I want to say he could have. He could have got got into the draft. <laughs> he he played for the Hornets for a minute. Like he played like summer league or something. Like after he'd already made it, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go play basketball," <laughs> which is dope. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I don't really need to rap anymore, so I think I'll play professional basketball. I'll give that a try. See how that works out for me. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's dope. It's dope. So yeah, my, it's pretty, my, pretty incredible, actually. Absolutely, I don't, and I don't think he's celebrated quite enough. I, I've been seeing more about him, but I, I think that um, he's uh, underrated. For I his definitely appreciated the way he kind of took, you know, Snoop and kind of. Oh man, revived him. I forgot know. about that move. He he kind of revived him. Think about that. That's your P. And you got this guy on the West who at one point was the biggest rapper in the world, hands right. down. Right. And he's unhappy with his label situation. Right. Looking for a way out. And Death Row's willing to take cash today. For him. It's a fucking no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. Brought him back. And, and, he's, and he had, you know, he put out some good music. Yeah. In in in, in those years. Bro, the last meal. I don't meal know that they were was, all, you know. The last meal was sick. Oh, absolutely. Hands sick. down. Hands down. And that was like when Snoop, like, reached, like, his, his really is like his top form. Like, he figured out who he was as a brand. And I think before that, he was kind of relying on Death Row or... To or, kind of or sculpt, no limit. To kind of sculpt that. And when he first came to No Limit, it was like the music didn't really fit him. It was like there was a lot of beats by the pound production, and it was like it didn't it didn't match with like what he had done. How do you go from Dre? No offense, but how do you go from Dre to anybody else? Right. I mean, this th- to this day, if Dre wants to. I, I guarantee you Dre's got beats for fucking days. If he plays you on the computer, your mind will just be blown. You know what I'm saying? I bet. I, I'm curious as to why, since we're on this subject, I'm curious as to why Detox never came out. I guarantee you it's done. Yeah, what, what's the deal with that? Dre could drop Detox any day, like a surprise album. You know, and that's an interesting era that we live in. We're like, you don't need press anymore. You don't need hype. You just drop the fucking album and let it kind of build organically. Back, but getting back to the, the initial point about hustling CDs, you know, it's like when you come up under those conditions and and you're hitting the pavement in that way, it's such a humbling experience. Like, you could feel however you want about your artistry. Like, oh, I'm the dopest nigga, all that. But 
when you got to hit the turf to go prove it and right. put in that work, right? That's what's missing in the game today. Because now all a young nigga has to do is record a song at his homeboy's house and then put it out online. And right. you know, I mean, the right combination of things happen, and then he's got like twenty million views, and he's like. Well, I kind of did it as a joke, but now everybody <laughs> thinks I'm dope, so fuck it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I think that's that's kind of the reason why there's a disconnect um, generationally as far as like what what older people feel talent is as opposed to what the younger kids is. Now it's it's more about like shock, either shock value or can you say something that I've heard a million times in such a different way that it keeps my attention or makes me laugh or you can make a meme out of, right? right. you see what I'm saying? Kind of gimmicky. Gimmicky. But as far as like lasting art, that is much more difficult to say. Like, yeah, that seems kind of lost. Yeah. Really? Like, who's going to be around 10 years from now that you're still slapping? You're like, yo, this shit is still dope like 10 years later. You know what I'm saying? I don't think too much thought is put into that. No. No. I mean, I maybe I'm wrong. You're absolutely right. Who knows? You're absolutely right. Maybe that's not what their intentions are. Maybe they... No. Maybe they feel they are. Who am I to say, right? But I think it's I think that people are living you look at the quality of the music, like you said, and the question is is gonna last. Right. I feel like what what Pac did with songs like Keep Your Head Up and and Brenda's Got a Baby and things like that, there may still be artists out there that are like that, but not none that do it all. Like you're you I don't, I have not come across an artist that's like I'm gonna make a party record and then I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna talk about something that's socially relevant, socially conscious that's that's making an, an so impact. Much. You don't hear it. No. In closing, in closing, <laughs> to the artists that are listening, I think that the next guy that does that that can master making a party record which is not easy and can also make a heartfelt song about something that is socially conscious something that is socially relevant the next artist that does that is gonna be huge huge I think it is you can learn a lot from the history of of the artists that have come before you. No doubt. And if you learn that lesson and you take the time to do the due diligence and make a formula of your own, you will stand out and be unique amongst all your peers in a way that has not been duplicated. Very well said. And we're going to end it there. I'm your boy CNI. If this is your first time here at Wrap Ups, you know what I need you to do? I need you to click that subscribe button so you can stay tuned every time me and the plug. What to do? Every time we drop a podcast, 
You gotta be tuned in to check us out. I'm gonna see you guys next time. I'm CNI. This is the Peruvian plug. Peace. See y'all next time. Yeah.